Welcome back to the Final Whistle Podcast. Time you run! Welcome back, listeners. Tonight on the Final Whistle, we will recap Round 7. We have an Origin Talk segment. We will preview Round 8 and finish uh, the pod with the New South Wales uh, rugby league around the grounds. Uh, we'd like to welcome back Trev Smith. How are you going, mate? Pretty good, thank you. Uh, Fife is in the studio as well. How you going, guys? Good. Uh, just before we start, for all of you that don't know Trev, um, he's the media manager for Blacktown Workers Sea Eagles, the chief executive officer at Sirius Bat Rugby League, and former head coach at Red Star Belgrave a Rugby League Club. How was your weekend, Fifey? Yeah, no, nah, it was good. Spent 12 hours Saturday junior rugby league. I love it. A uh, bit of a uh, up and down weekend there, which I'll allude to in our in our around the ground segment at the end of the uh, podcast. But no, it was good. Footy was great. Anzac Anzac round was great. So yeah. You Trev? Yeah, my weekend was okay. Can't complain. Lots of footy. Lots of footy. Lots of footy. <laughs> what caught your eye in round seven? To be honest, this is gonna surprise you all. The referees and Anzac uniforms. Yeah. Great, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, they were awesome. I want one. Yes. Like, like we all talk about how the clubs normally get involved and do something for Anzac weekend or Anzac round. But the referees, I believe they had done everyone. They smacked it out of the ballpark. And, uh, yeah, no, it was good to see the uh, the jerseys looking really schmick. If they can just improve slightly. You know, we haven't been bashing them too much this round, uh, this year so far. But yeah, no. If they if they can match their their performances overall with the jersey, we, we wouldn't be talking about referees at all. Exactly. What about you, Fifey? What caught your eye? Caught my eyes. I went. I was live at the Penrith game. Yes, I know Penrith lost. They suck at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they'll get there, mate. They'll get there. They'll get there eventually. But um, I came home and obviously recorded the game. So you know the kids wanted to try to see themselves on TV. You know, so we recorded it on on both Channel Nine and Fox and. Uh, what I caught my eye, I was watching the back and Slater being snobbed by Gus Gildan in the post-match interview. He went for a handshake and Gus went and pulled his earpiece out and walked off, off set. It was great. Yeah, it's, it's, it took it a little of the greatest soul as well. Was, um, they were all laughing at it. Freddie was getting stuck in the Slater. It was really good to watch and see. I think if you had a camera from the backside, you, uh, you would have seen Slater freaking pissing himself literally from laughing that much. What caught your eye, champ? Yeah, I think Anzac Round. Um, yeah, it was, it's... A tremendous round, you know, you know, um, celebrating our forgotten soldiers there and, you know, just spine tingling, you get goosebumps, um, you know, when they're all standing out there, um, and everything's playing you and all that sort of thing. So I think, you know, we do all the best Anzac round in, in rugby league. Yeah, no, we we do good and what's even great is obviously being on social media, you see all the country, country rugby league, they really, even their local teams out there in the country, because obviously... You know, country, country town, country team. It's one team in the town for most most of the towns. So it was good to see. Um, I think the best one that I saw over the weekend, I think, was Laurenton Stingrays. They done a nice one, and there was another one as well where they were in a semicircle and and doing the um, doing the speech. Yeah, Mittagon, Mittagon, and um, Campbelltown City down in Mittagon. That was another good one too. So it's good to see that the um, the country towns, the country rugby league, are really paying respects to the diggers. Yeah, it's awesome to see. All right, guys, that's the intro. Um, We'll be back for the recapping of round seven.
All right, so recapping round seven. First Anzac Day match, 4 p.m. Uh, friends return crucial to beating the Gutsy Dragons. Jake Friend has returned from injury as the heavy hitting heart and soul of the Roosters, the Premier defense, the Premiership defence. He played a pivotal role in the 2010 Anzac Day win over St. George. Dragons with 38% uh, 38 possession, 67% completion rate, 15 errors and missed 36 tackles was the St. George Dragons. Dufty was the Dragons' best with one try, one line break, seven tackle busts, 14 runs for 190 metres. Man of the match goes to Takiaho, one try, one offload, one line break, five tackle busts, 20 runs for 253 metres. Can the Roosters go back-to-back -back without Jake Friend? Second game on Anzac Day. Cross late field goal wins, wins it for the Storm in a below-par performance. The Melbourne Storm have manufactured an Anzac Day escape courtesy of Brody Croft field goal to defeat the Warriors 13-12. The Storm were outplayed by an understrength Warriors outfit for much of the night and had to wait until a Brody Croft field goal with three minutes remaining to clinch victory. The match could have easily gone uh, either way with the Warriors taking it to their more fancied opponent and controlling long periods of the contest. Hooker Isaac Luke turned back the clock with a vintage performance. Um, Chanel Harris-DeVita yet again looked good, while Peter Hiku deputised for injured skipper Roger Torvasashek at the back of the strong performance. Even more impressive was the performance of debutant Patrick Herbert, who did some nice things at both ends of the field and certainly didn't look out of place against a star-studded Melbourne backline. Man the match in a losing side, Ben Mamalo, with one try, one line break, five tackle busts, four tackles, 27 runs for 228 metres. Do Melbourne get the majority of the 50-50 calls go their way? Dogs 24, Cowboys 12 in the first Friday night match. A double from Corey Herrera and Nura has Bulldogs barking again. Two second-half tries for the Kiwi Kids secured Canterbury's first win in a month. He and fellow back rowers Josh Jackson and Reese Martin dining out against North Queensland's much vaunted attack. Man of the match is Corey with two tries, four offloads, two line breaks, five tackle busts, 15 runs for 149 metres and a whopping 43 tackles. Paul Green has sta stated that the form of his players will cost him an origin jersey. Do we agree? South 22, Penrith 18. Brandon's and Walker get South over the line. A changing of the guards, but no changing of fortune. A week of drama has ended in further agony for the Melbourne, uh, for the Penrith Panthers, who started the post-Phil Guild era by slumping to their fifth loss of the season against the South Sydney Rabbitohs on Friday night. Despite a notable improvement in what has been a rather dysfunctional attack over the opening six weeks, the Panthers couldn't make enough inroads into a resilient South defence. Despite a late surge, both coaches won't be happy with them by only completing it under 80%. Man of the match, Cody Walker, with one try, two line breaks, two try assists, one line break assist, and 12 tackles. A few mentions to Aitkins with 18 runs for 226 metres, and Tamo with 20 runs for 245 metres. Coach Cleary now finds himself in a spot of bother, trying to overturn a 2-5 and five start to the season. He has the roster, many believe entitled to challenge for the Premiership. Do we agree? First game on Saturday, Jenko's double and Fanua's hat-trick seals a comeback win. West Tigers have hit back from an early 14-point 14, uh, 14 deficit to run over the top of the Titans, 30 points to 14 at Tamworth Scully Park. Though they face a nervous weight on a knee injury to 5'8", Josh Reynolds, which obviously we have seen he succumb to. He's not playing this week. 
Man of the match is Fanua with three tries, one line break, four tackle busts, 19 runs for 178 metres, and I believe his, um, his mullet got up to 30 kilometres in one of those big-ass sprints too. Garth Brennan says his sides panicked and penalties cost, and, and the lack of possession hurt them, which is a fair statement. Milford Stars as Broncos destroy injury hit Sharks. Anthony Milford put on a masterclass for the Brisbane Broncos in his 150 NRL game to inspire a 29-6 win over an injury-savage Sharks who lost star playmaker Sean Johnson to a hamstring injury. Minutes before kickoff, um, the Sharks withdrew winger Josh Dugan with a hamstring twinge, a setback that summed up their unfortunate night that they had at Suncorp against a rampant Broncos side. Broncos coach Anthony Seabold has hailed Anthony Milford's best game of the season after his subline all-round performance lifted Brisbane to a crucial win. Broncos ran for 600 more metres, Sharks made 150 more tackles, 49 of them missed, and only completed at 64%, while the Broncos was over 80%. It was a night to forget for the Sharks, uh, injuries threaten, threatening the Sharks' top eight hopes this season. Yeah, Manly 24, Raiders 20, the first game on Sunday other. Daly Cherry Evans was taken off injured, but the Seagulls hang on for the win, coming from 12 nil down to win. Daly Cherry Evans looks set to miss several weeks for Manly after injuring his right ankle, which also may jeopardise his place in the Queensland side. The Maroons will be named after round 11, just four weeks away, with Cherry Evans not only the incumbent number seven, but with being touted as the next captain after English retired. The fear now is Cherry Evans could have a syndesmosis where the leg, the leg bone shifts off the ankle bone, damaging ligaments. Raiders ill-discipline and 13 penalties against and missing 59 tackles paved the way for Manly to get out of their end without Raiders building pressure. Man, the match goes to Lachlan Croker who stood up when Manly needed him. Two tries, one line break, one tackle break, 11 tackles, 10 runs for 104 metres. Can Manly cope without both their stars, Tommy T and DCE? Final game of the round, Pearson Ponga sh uh, show shines as Newcastle put a week of soul-searching and scrutiny behind them to shock Parramatta in a 28-14 win at McDonald's Jones Stadium on Sunday afternoon. Breathing life back into their season, ending a five-game losing streak, which had fueled speculation about coach Nathan Brown's future. The Knights never trailed in registering just their second win of the year to climb to 11th. Eels only completed at 69% and made 10 errors in the loss. Clemmer, man of the match with 32 tackles, 20 runs for 202 metres, will be second. He will be the second name on Brad Fittler's origin site after Captain Boyd Cordner. Arguably the best forward in the game at the moment is Pierce a Smokey for Origin 1. Well, that's round seven, boys. Uh, Fifey, how did you go with your tips? I went shit, got two again, so... Um, falling, falling, falling. Yeah, falling, falling, but it's still a long season. I can come back from from where we, where I am on the on the list. What about you, mate? How did you go? Uh, I got five. Cowboys, Sharks, Raiders let me down. Um, other than that, I'm sneaking up to 11th there, about eight off the lead, so I'm cruising at the moment. Yeah, I think I'm about 14 off the lead, but I'll, I'll, I'll gain that back. A couple of full rounds won't go astray. Play of the round? So there's a few. You got Milford, you know, you're right. Patrick Herbert did real good as a as a as a rookie. Dufty's finding his feet again at fullback, knowing it's his now for the rest of the year and barring injury and suspension. Croker did good to obviously help Manly out, but mine was Takiaho, can't go past it. Uh, you know, 
253 metres for 20 runs, five tackle bars, one line break, and a try at the end to seal it. So um, that's my play of the round. What's your play of the round, bud? Yeah, I've wrote for Nua down here for his hat trick, but I think we're going to change it to um, to Milford. Massive pressure, you know, on the halves, you know, for them this year. Everyone's talking about 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 them underperforming. So I'm I'm going to give a wrap to Milford. He deserves it. Led that Broncos pack um, around, um, you know, even though the Sharks didn't really uh, get off the bus, but it was just that clinical performance that everyone wants to see from him as a half. They question it: should he be a half? Should he be a fullback? So. Um, Credit goes to him. Yeah, no, 100%. Your team it around. Uh, well, obviously, I'm calling with the Broncos, you know. Um, again, massive pressure all around on them. You know, the young forward pack, underperforming halves. You know, Sharks come up there. You, you know what the Sharks like. They're hanging, they're hanging, and they get into the grind. But they didn't get into the grind, and the Broncos just blew them off the park. Dis- disappointing team? Disappointing team. Um... Or player. Or player. No, oof. I have to say Sharks, but, you know, they, they've got lots of injuries um, there, you know. So I'm going to I'm gonna say the Sharks, a lot of their players, um, like I said, didn't turn up off the bus. Um, doesn't help preparation, you know, when they've got lots of, you know, people ruled out in the warm-up and stuff like that. But it wasn't a Sharks performance. They didn't get into the grind. They weren't ill, they weren't, like, the ill-discipline let them down, give away so many penalties, drop so much ball was... Un, unlike Sharks' performance, normally, you know, they get to the end of their sit, they kick long, and you know, what Melbourne do, Maybe build pressure, build pressure, and even though they don't look like they're in it, they're still staying on the scoreboard, and you know, yeah. anything can happen with the bounce of the ball. Maybe it's a new new era under John Morris. He's gotten rid of that that grind and gritty type of play, I guess. What about you, mate? My team in around the Tigers to come back from a fifty-one to six drubbing the week before, and then obviously get 14 points put on them before they came and had 30 unanswered points. Mm, I, was on the, I was on the train going to the Wanderers game and this and my brother-in-law was a Tigers fan. He's like, oh, that's 60, 66 points or whatever it is. In, you know, yeah. 1.5 game, not even, not even you know, game yeah, and a half of footy. So. It was good. And then, the, then even, even, was even better to see that they actually manufactured that comeback without Josh Reynolds. He went down 15 minutes into the game. So uh, Ryan Madison jumped into... Um, in the 5'8", and he should be commended for that too. He jumped in there and just just once he jumped in the 5'8", and had a bit more ball in his hand, he, he troubled the uh, Titans' defence. As for um, a disappointing team, I have to say Penrith. Very disappointing. And it pains me to say as a, as a Penrith fan, but in three games, three weeks, they've missed 140-odd tackles. So obviously he's not doing any tackling drills at home, at, at training and whatnot. But in saying that, there was a lot of missed tackles, a lot of missed tackles and a lot of errors across all games, you know. All games, there was a lot of missed tackles and errors. Like, you, you know, look at it, there's 49 missed in the Sharks um, camp. You know, there's 59 missed by Raiders. And even in the even in the Roosters and Dragons match, there's a lot missed there. So, I don't know what they're doing. They must be doing attacking players and not worrying about their defence. Well, another thing that stands out, you know, if you don't complete over eighty percent, very often these this day and age, you don't win many games. You look at the game teams that lost, you know, sixty four percent, sixty nine percent. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, Dragons only had thirty eight percent possession and only completed sixty seven percent, and you know what, they almost sneaked away at the end of it there. So yeah, it's 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 um for some reason this year the completion rate 
on the majority of winning teams have been 80% or below. You've, you've rarely seen a 90% completion rate team. There was only one was the Dogs when they lost against Melbourne. Yeah, they had 90% they lost. Um, I, I think I think Warriors were really hard done by. It was really, really, really hard done by in um, that late penalty. Like They had four piggyback penalties in the last 20 minutes, the Storm did, and that's how they got home. So it's, yeah, it that game there should be the Warriors. They came out and they really played. Now, now going forward, they've got to back that up. 100%, yeah. All good. That's round seven. Um, stay tuned. Origin segment up next. Welcome back, listeners. Here we are, Origin Talk. The 2019 State of Origin series has been confirmed. State of Origin 2019 will kick off in Brisbane with Suncorp Stadium to host the series opener on Wednesday, June 5th. State of Origin will then head to Western Australia for the first time with Perth's Optus Stadium to host Game 2 on Sunday, June 23, during the standalone representative weekend. Origin 3 will be held in Sydney at ANZ Stadium on Wednesday, 10th of July. In saying that, it's five weeks tomorrow before 2019 series gets underway. The guys on the pod tonight will run through their predicted lineups for game one. Trevor, we will start with you, mate. Run through your 17. Yeah, so I've gone with James Tedesco at fullback, Daniel Tupo, one winger, Latrell Mitchell and James Robertson, the centres, Josh Adekar is the other winger, Cody Walker at 5'8", James Maloney at half, David Clemmer, one prop. Damian Cook, hooker. Paul Vaughan, the other prop. Boyd Cordner and Tyson Frizzell in the second row. And Jake Travojevic as lock. On the bench, I've gone with Kiri, Jordan McLean, Andrew Fafita and Tarek Sims. Oh, all right, so we've got some some different names across there. Can you touch on, you know, some of the ones that, you know, Daniel Tupu, Cody Walker and... Maloney at seven and so forth. Yeah, so Daniel Tupo, I've brought him in for Tom Trevojevic because obviously he's out injured and may not be back in time for Origin 1. Most likely not, yeah. And he's been playing great footy this year. Like, he's getting back to the form that saw him in that 2014 New South Wales side that won the series. Yep. And that's why I'm pretty happy about that. And the Roosters are flying high at the moment and he's doing his job for him. Cody Walker at six to, to debut. Yeah, Cody Walker, can't deny him. He's been playing great footy over the last couple of seasons at South Sydney. He's very underrated, in my opinion. Like, I was really disappointed that he didn't get his go in first grade when he was playing at Melbourne because he was, his time there, the best player in the Queensland Cup at East Brisbane. And obviously, he's been given his chance at South Sydney and he's taken it with both hands. He's probably arguably probably the best player in, in the comp at the moment, you know, on performance-wise. Yeah, no, that's right. Like, he's been playing really good and he's basically the backbone of their attack at Souths. That's it. They don't have to just rely on Reynolds now. They've got him to, you know, steer the ship on, on the left side. No, that's right. And you got Maloney at seven? Yeah, so James Maloney. Obviously, he's made the most errors this year out of any player in the NRL. The one thing that James does have, which other players don't have, when he does make a mistake, he gets on with the job. He doesn't have to affect his... Yeah, game? game exactly right, and just touching on that, I use that with my kids as well. Every time there's an error or a penalty, the call goes out. Jimmy Maloney, they all forget it and they keep going because that's what he does. 
he forgets his mistakes. He, he may dwell on them after the match, but whilst you're in the match, he doesn't dwell on them because there's no point dwelling on them because you start dwelling on a mistake and another mistake comes and mistakes and he makes a lot of mistakes, but he never, 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 never seems to phase him. That's he's a goldfish, they say. So you got um, Jake Tavoyevitz coming to Lockford the Bellin? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Jake's just been playing great footy out there at Manly and you can't deny him that. Another um, two debutants on the bench, you got um, Kiri, Utility. Yeah, look, Kiri, so obviously, like, I believe he can, like, if anything happens to Damien Cook, he can slot in the hooker. But also, if anything happens to any of the backs, he can go out the back because he's pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, he does look it, but we, when he does get in the gap, he is one yeah. of the fastest in the game. Uh, Jordan McLean, he's had a few injuries. It's probably not got him into a side, but, you know, um, coming back to the Cowboys this year, he's hit, hit some form. Yeah, so Jordan McLean, like, I know people love to dwell on stats in this day and age, but currently, David Clemmer and Jordan McLean are the best two front rowers on stats uh, for New South Wales. Yeah. And that's why I've got him on the bench. And got to remember, he did represent the Kangaroos the other season. Yeah. Before he got injured. Before he got injured. So well, why not give him a go in the origin? That's a good one. Andrew Fafeta at 16. You really reckon he's going to give up Tonga and come play New South Wales? Mate, to be honest, like, I'd love to see him play for New South Wales again, coming off the bench. Like His enthusiasm that he'll bring when the Queensland f- forwards are tired, I believe he could be the X factor. Could be, yeah. And then Tarek Sims rounds out your 17. Yeah, Tarek Sims, just tough, hard. Built and for that, origin. He's built for origin. Like, you can't go past him. Like He's pretty tough. Obviously, game three last year, he had a bit of a meltdown, which uh, hurt New South Wales. But still... Get in, stuck in. Just get stuck in. That's what Origin's all about. That's it. Look, wears his heart on his sleeve. He won't let the jersey down, that's for sure. Um, you don't have an 18th man or anything like that. That's all good. Um, 3-0, New South Wales? Mate, I reckon 2-1 to New South Wales. I'll go down to game three in Sydney. Awesome. Five, <coughs> let's go for your 1-17, mate. Yeah, so 1-17, James Tedesco, a fullback. Uh, got Fergo on the wing. Hopefully he's... He's fit and ready to go. Latrell Mitchell is one centre, and then I'm tossing up between James Roberts and uh, Jared Croker. Uh, Josh Adakar is five. The halves are Keary and Cleary. In the front rows, Clemmer and Tamo with Damien Cook at hooker. Board Cordner and Frizzell in the in the second row, and Cameron Murray in the uh, lock. Just on a quick change here, I've got Cody Walker coming on as the uh, utility. Jake Travojevic, Victor Radley, Paul Vaughan as my 17, and then I put Guffo in the 18th man. So uh, that's that's just, I'll just change that there, and I've also got an extra three, because uh, as, as, as we know last year, Fitler ran a 20-man squad, so when you ask questions, I'll give you the answers. <laughs> <laughs> so I see your name, Fergo, um, probably you know, the informed winger um, at the moment. Yeah. Do you see him getting a go, even though he missed out on not turning up to the camp pre-season? Yeah, he, he'll get a go. He obviously wanted to train the house down with Parramatta, you know, leaving a... He, he basically done the opposite of what a lot of people do. He, he left the uh, premiership side and went to the cellar dwellers. So I think... And, and it shows he's... um, And that, that, that will hopefully show to Freddie, you know, like he, he's determined on on making sure his, his game's good because he could have just said, yeah, I'll come to the, to there and, and not work with the Eels. But the fact that he's said, no, I'm going to work with the Eels and 
basically the Eels were the top eight. So I believe the Fergo effect at, at the Eels is, is um, what's got is how the Eels are where they are today. And for that, Fergo deserves that number two jersey. Yeah, he's going all right too. Um, thank God he's off the cruises. You've <laughs> uh, got a side mention there with Croker. You know, he's, he's um, busting out the seams there for a couple of years. Injuries haven't done him any good. Yeah. Um, he's a goal kicker as well. So if Roberts, so. Is, Roberts is not that fit, will he slot in there for you? Yeah, if Roberts isn't fit, if his Achilles isn't great and he doesn't have a couple of good games, I'd put Croker, Croker get the, just a nod just ahead of him. Uh, Croker, yeah, as you said, he's... he's Busting at the seams, he's literally about to overtake and become Canberra's number one all-time try scorer. Um, so and points, he got he's, got, he's got, yeah, his points are getting there, but he's he's all, he's almost about to overtake the all-time all-time try scoring list. So you know he he's been doing well for many years down at Canberra, and for a long time until the Englishman started coming over, he was long touted as their their you know their best player, and that's the reason why he's captain. Therefore. So, yeah, if Roberts isn't up to scratch, I'd put Croker in. I'd give Croker first first shot, give him a debut. Yeah, he's definitely an unsung hero um, down there in Canberra. Um, you got Q to debut at six. Yeah. So, um, look, this is my team. This is how I'd, I'd line them up. We all we all know where smoke where, where there's smoke, there's fire in terms of the, the, the media, the main media outlets, and they're all saying that Maloney and Cleary are going to get the nod again. And I probably wouldn't, I probably wouldn't doubt him, obviously, because you know Queensland hit, uh, hit, uh, picked and stuck for many years, um, and and it proved great for them, and they did win us the uh, series last year. So this is my line, and I'd have Kiri at five eight and Cleary at half. He's obviously been touted by Fitler as as a long term halfback prospect for New South Wales. He's very icy, so um, having Kiri there to operate one side, Cleary operate the other. And Kiri, he doesn't leak too many tackles either. Awesome. Um, you got James Tamo in there. Um, I know that he started off the season great. He's got the captaincy now. He's, he's, his stats are phenomenal. Um, you know, Trevor mentioned, you yeah. know, Clemmer and, and Jordan McLean stats, but, you know, Tamo's up there as well. Yeah, no, so, yeah, stats-wise, yeah, Tamo's, Tamo, Tamo's probably, other than Isaiah Yo, um, he hit the stats at Penrith, they're, they're the best stats there, so... Just purely off that, he, he deserves to, to come back and get another Guernsey. Um, yeah, and, and added in with the, with the captaincy. So obviously Ivan's pretty impressed with what leadership skills he has there. So, you know, you try to, you try to when picking a team, you try to have as many kind of leaders in different areas. So you have a leader in the back, a leader in the halves, and then a leader in the forwards. Obviously he's, he's captain his side, so he's doing something right there. So he's got some kind of leadership skills. So yeah, that that's the reason why I put him in there. Also, he's got plenty of experience playing for New South Wales before, and he's played for Australia. So no doubt he won't let down the Blues jersey if he gets picked. Um, another debut at, at lock, Murray from yeah. South Sydney. Yeah, so Cameron Murray was um, very unlucky of not getting a a, a Guernsey over Matt Pryor last year. In my in my eyes, he should have got that 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 shot before Matt Pryor did. But yeah, this year he's come. He's left off from from where he's. Well, he started from where he's left off last year, I'd rather say. And, um, yeah, he, he's, he, he'll do good in, in that 13. Awesome. So we go into your bench. Um, you know, you've got Jake T, Dvojevic, and you've got Vaughan that have been there before. We've got two debutants, um, Radley and Walker. Give us some more insight. Yeah, so, as, you know, as, as we all know, we all everyone carries a, uh, carries a, um, a utility on the bench nowadays. 
And I originally had Guffo there, but in the last two weeks, Walker had um, done had better game time, and I believe going forward he'll have better game time. Guffo's got too much um, contract talks over his head, which is clouding his judgment. If he just pissed those off, then he'd be better for it. So yeah, Cody Walker gets a nod there to get his debut in, in the um, in the fourteen. Uh, yeah, Victor Radley again. He's you know should have played last year, 80th man and whatnot. He comes into the into there, um, and yeah, he just plays. He just turns up and just goes hard. Plays so, tough, built for Origin. Yeah, a lot of a lot of players that are coming through nowadays are <laughs> they they they're built for Origin like back in the eighties and nineties. So it's good to see that. The soft early two thousands is out of out of the New South Wales system now, and and um, we got players that want to play. Awesome. Um, any 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 put from his his side um, his side there, Trev in Fife his side. Yeah, no, like Croker, he's good, but I believe, like when you say, in my opinion, I believe Freddie wants that X factor. Yeah. I think that's what's letting him down. Mm. He hasn't got that X factor. That he's feel. steady across the park. Yeah, he, he just does that. Goes out every week and does his job. Yeah. Like, if, for example, if they don't go Roberts, at the moment, that type of X factor that Freddie does like is probably Michael Jennings. No, or even, he, even his younger brother, Robert. Or Robert. Yeah. And that, like, it just got that X factor about him, and Michael's showing at the moment that he's starting to get back to what he was. Turning back time. Turning yeah. back time a bit. No, yeah, he didn't say that again. He likes the X factors, but I, I, I couldn't see having five X factors across your back line, you kinda of wanna have that one steady steady um balance balance across there and he he'd probably bring that there. You've got Latron Mitchell who can light the field up from anywhere. Yeah. Teddy can light the field up. Fergo he's he's our he's our meter eater. And then Addo Car the speed. So I would put Croker on, on the possibly on the wing with um Addo Car. You know, give him the early ball off Kiri straight to bloody Croker off the Addo Car up the sideline and beat off the Queensland wingers, whoever they bloody pick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, just I'll add in on, on the, the the extras if you want. So probably put give Mitchell Pierce a shot in in the uh, in the squad. Tarek Sims, Angus Crichton, and then yeah probably RCG as as a twenty one twenty two man squad that he that fitly carried. He carried twenty two in the first into the first um week and dropped three off after the third day. So I, I reckon you do that again. All right, Dale, let's run through your one, mate. Yeah, so um, we've got Tedesco at fullback. Um, I've got Ferguson or Kotrick um, on the wing because obviously Tommy's probably not going to make it. Um, Mitchell and Roberts and Addo Carr rounded out. Um, I've stayed with, you know, pick and stick. Queensland did it for so many years. I think New South Wales will do it again um, with that back line and those halves with Maloney and Cleary being there, done it. Um, let's give them the first opportunity to go out again. Um, you know, Clemmer, you know, arguably the best forward in the game at the moment. Um, Cook, one of the best dummy halves. Vaughan, um, he was good last year's, you know, he's turning it up this year for the Dragons. We've got Cordner and Frizzell, 11 and 12 in the back row. And then um, Jake Dvojevic will come in for um, DeBellin at lock. On the bench, I've got um, RCG, um, was there last year. Um, Crichton was there last year's. You know, started a bit slow for the Roosters, but, you know, he's, he's coming out um, to his South Sydney form for the Roosters and this year. Um, and I've got Murray at 16, and I've got, um, t- you know, Tamau as well, rounding out the bench there. Um, like like I said, uh, Tamau is, 
he's killing it this year. Uh, he probably deserves a spot there. Uh, he plays hard, and you know we need we need those men on the bench that's going to come on and you know uh, rip in. Um, like I said, like you said, Fifey Murray was um, unlucky last year, but just the way that he he um, he steers those forwards around, you know, you know Cook's got them out of dummy half doing this, doing that, but. You know, just that anchor man at lock there for South Sydney, he's absolutely killing it. Um, but also, you know, if you want to go to an extended bench, I've got, you know, my extra three would be Kiri, Sims and Cody Walker. Yeah, so just obviously, because we've, we've all picked one, two, three, four, five, six. So seven seven players in the start of 13 we've all, we've all agreed on, so I won't touch on them because we've already touched on them. But yeah, so you obviously... Believing the method of the old Queensland uh, pick and stick with um, the halves, even though they've had a crap start to the season. That's where we've, I think, we've come undone in the past. Where you know, Pierce will have a couple of games. Yeah, we'll pick Pierce. You know, Mullen will have a couple of games. Yeah, let's pick Mullen. Yeah. Um, where Queensland, you know, they've had that balance across the park. You know, we're looking at not picking Cleary and Maloney because they're sitting down the bottom. But then again, you know the Cowboys were down the bottom too, and they still pick Thurston and Morgan you know, and, and Scott, Morgan and, and Scott, and that. Yeah. So, I think you know, majority of the players that played there last year um, that are playing well this year, um, you know, Cleary and Maloney aren't playing that bad. You know, let's be honest. They, it's one good performance will get Penrith back on track. I think the bounce of the ball is going to eventually come to them. Yeah, their yeah their problem that they have at the moment is their fifth tackle option. You cannot come into Origin. And um and have poor fifth tackle options and in saying that as well last year their leading origin their fifth tackle options wasn't the best in the league but it wasn't the worst. Um, but also I wouldn't pick two debutants and halves to go up to up to Suncorp um, no, Stadium and no you wouldn't have walk, try and get you wouldn't have, yeah you wouldn't have walk and Kieran Hart you'd have one and in saying that the, the two that I picked only ones only had three games so you know it, it's still rookies there. Um, Four man, four four forward man bench. Reason that? <clears throat> yeah, um, we um we well, last year we had Peachy, but I can't I can't pick him this year on his form. There's nah. he's I don't think he's he'll get another Blues jersey the way he's playing. He did play well against Penrith the other week, but that's the only game he's turned up. Um, when you think about it, you know Murray, he's he could he could play a number of positions anyway, um, but. Yeah, I did. I picked four forwards on the bench, but I don't think we will go four forwards. Um, it's going to be you know whoever fit the likes to be utility, and one of those guys will miss out. And most likely, it might be Murray, uh, just because the other three have got that experience and oh, they're right. going from there. But um, other than that, that's my side. So yeah, so basically, of the three sides that we have here, and I'm, I'm guessing the majority of. Um, self-picked self selectors out there would have the same. So we've got the all three across the board. We've all, we all got Teddy. We've all got Latrell Mitchell. Roberts. We all have Roberts, even though I'm thinking about Croker. We've got Adokar, Clemmer, Cook, Cordner and Frizzell. So we're all happy that they're going to be first choice pick straight off the bat. All right, so New South Wales, they lose the Billen to off-field matters. We won't go into that. And they lose Tommy Turbo to the injury from the last series. Awesome. We've obviously we're not biased here. We've done our Queensland sides, um, except Trevor. Um, he doesn't care about Queensland. He's that that old philosophy of yeah, that's right. So one one of my pet peeves is when 
you see a Queenslander pick a New South Wales team. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm a New South Welshman. I'm not going to pick a Queensland team because I have no time for them. Yeah, well, I'm a, and I mean that with all due respect. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I, yeah, I'm New South Wales, but for the for the podcast, I've picked the Queensland side, and this is my side. Fullback Ponga on the wing, Corey Oates in the centres. So you have Cha- uh, Will Chambers, Dan Gagai on the other wing. You could have Corey Thompson slash Corey Allen. Um, so it's a it's a it's a bunch of Corys on the wings. Cameron Munster and Hunt in the in the halves. Matt Scott and. Maguire is your front rows, and I've picked a um, I've picked a uh, a rookie to 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 play hooker, and that's Reed Mahoney, really killing it so far this year. Uh, in the second row, Cooper and Kafusi, and first first picked in my eyes, other than Ponga, is Jairo at lock. On the bench, you've got Michael Morgan, Hess, Papali, and Tim Glasby, and my 18th man just. Due to his injury that he's just recently had with um, Daddy Cherry Evans. Awesome. Um, Trev? Yeah, no, I've got, he's picked a pretty good team there. Obviously, Queensland do have quite a few players under injury cloud. Uh, guys like uh, Reid Mahoney, he's been killing it. Why not? Like, yeah. he's the future. I was shocked when I went through eligible players and saw him as a Queenslander. It really, really hurt me. I, he, he was a gun. He could have. He could have easily challenged to be in, in, in the New South Wales 17, but I'm guessing now that uh, there is no Cameron Smith there anymore, you know. Yeah, well, there's no Cameron Smith. Matty Bowen retired a few years ago. Yeah. So the number Friends nine, injured for four friends months. Friends injured. That's right. So and the number nine's up for grabs. And Reid, just from what I've seen so far of him, hmm. Matt, like he, he's a battler. He's a competitor. So why not? Any yeah. chance they might go to McCulloch? Yeah, he defensively, he's great. Yeah, he's just getting a bit spit, a bit um, bit on in, in attack out of dummy half now. I reckon a bit, bit too predictable. I reckon. I reckon you know DCE can't play, and obviously we, we don't forbid anyone getting injured. But you know Hunt gets injured. You know they they got a nine and a nine and seven crisis, haven't they? Yeah. Well, you know you got Michael Morgan there. He's playing okay, not flash. But we all know Queenslanders and their mentality. You can never knock them down. Oh, you know who's coming through for Queensland, don't you? Two. Lachlan Lamb, the, the, the father, <laughs> the father, the father and son, um, that rule there. So, you know, you've got that. You've got Lachlan Lamb, and then in a couple of years, Tristan, Tristan Saylor, Wendell Saylor's son, he's playing for the Dragons. So, the old Queensland names will start creeping themselves back in with the second generation players, but for now, we'll just we'll start building a, a, a uh, dynasty with, with New South Wales. All right, Dale, let's go for your team, bud. Uh, Ponga at fullback. Um, got Oates and I got Oates at two, and then Chambers and, and Gagai in the centres. I had I had the other wing spot a question mark there for a few days um, when we were going to do this Origin segment. I couldn't come up with someone, um, but I've put Asako there and slash O'Neill, and maybe Morgan might play centre like he did previously, and Gagai can can go to the wing. But I'll go on. Munster um, at six. I've named DCE, DCE at seven. You know, um, I'd name this side without him being injured. Um, so I'll keep him there, but we can edit that later on. Um, there was a toss-up between Maguire and Arrow, who's going to be um, lock and who's going to start on the bench. I feel that Arrow um, will get the lock spot and they'll use Maguire in the prop with Papali. Um, and if DCE's fit, I reckon they'll put Hunt at nine. Um, second row, there's... 
um, Gillette or Cooper, do they do that? And I know Kofusi will be at 12, so does Gillette come back in? Do they drop drop Cooper? So there's always um, the options there. My bench, Morgan Utility, he loves that number 14 jersey. Glasby with his experience, Hess with his, you know, just lightning off the bench. And, um, and Wallace um, there, he's been there, um, another big boy off the bench. And I've got Welch, um, he was 18th man last year. He's killing this year for Melbourne. Um, and he'll be again there um, if anyone um, gets injured, he'll be there. Yeah, on your on your wings there, I, if I was to go choose Osaka or O'Neill, I'd probably choose Osaka. He brings more to the table as in a goal kicker um, other than DCE. And coming back from that injury, if he does play, they wouldn't use him as a kicker because of his, you know, come back from injury. So... Just on that, I reckon Osako would get the nod there to be the goal kicker over those two. And Neil's already been dropped down out of first grade this year already, just on his form. Same as Wallace, he's been he's just been dropped back down a couple of times out of Titans. Um, other than that, it's you know we're pretty um pretty on on the ball there. The same kind of people that we're getting selected. Who would you have as captain? Even though we don't care, but who would you have as captain? Just read my mind. <laughs> um, everyone's everyone's banking everyone's banging on about Munster but I was watching um, NRL 360 last night and Bellamy was on there and he was saying um, he's not ready um, at the moment yeah I saw this yeah. the um, the old the old saying is if you're a, a captain at club you've got to be a cap- captain at captain state. at state as well you can't be not a captain at club and then a captain at state um so, so is that is that Bellamy saying that he doesn't see Munster in the leadership group in Melbourne? Um, maybe probably not. probably not. But you know, Smith Smith's the captain, so he's always going to be the captain when he retires. So, and I think when Smith does retire, he'll probably go to to um, Jesse Bromwich, yeah. and then when Bromwich goes on, I think then Munster will have a cool head there to go along. But um, if DC is picked, he's a captain for Manly, and and he's a captain for um for Queensland. If he doesn't get picked. Um, a smoky might be um, uh, Cooper. Cap is he? Isn't he, is Cooper the captain at Cowboys? Nah, I think Michael Morgan. Yeah, and, Michael Morgan's now the captain. And Matt Scott is a co. Hey, he still runs a co. They might be doing a Gidley. Gidley was the captain, started on the bench, and might give it to Morgan. But, yeah, uh, okay, got to remember when the Cowboys made the grand final the other year against Melbourne, they were about first. And Cooper stepped in as captain. Yeah. So he has that leadership quality about him. Yes, he does. So he wouldn't be a bad choice as captain if Dale Cherry Evans doesn't play. Yeah, no, I, I've already got I've already got Queensland's captain pick for after the after whoever they pick for this this Origin series and, and the next couple. I reckon your your future your future long term one in a couple of years after in a couple of years with Jairo. He's just he he is a gun player and probably would push to be a lock. At the end of uh, at the end of the year in the Australian series, he's just a beast of a player. Now Queensland, they they've always obviously lost Greg Inglis to retirement, and they also lose Billy Slater and Valentine Holmes, who's gone to the NFL from the last series. That's the Origin talk. Um, yeah, lots of lots of um, positions up for grabs in the Queensland side. I feel I think New South Wales, um, a lot of those spots are locked down barring injury. Um, it's going to be interesting, you know, come, you know, three to four weeks, you know, when Fittler and old mate um, picks, picks yeah, their sides. Rogers, I yeah. think both of them will pick 20-man squads. I think 
Fitler, who was just going off the back of that, you know, the 20, 22-man squad, you know, in those and three bare, players that know and, and the barefoot training. Barefoot and, training. And whatever else that he has a Kuji. So, um, you know, like I said, I don't feel both sides will name only 17 or 18 as the traditional is. I think, you know, with that DC injury and, you know, Hunt with his shoulder and stuff, I feel there's going to be lots of mind games going into this too. Yeah, there's, there's always mind games in Origin. I, I, I want to give a, a, a hats off to the NRL for taking a traditional game away. Like, they take it to Melbourne. I don't see the point taking it to Melbourne. They end up giving away 15,000 free tickets. I see it far better for the growth of the game to take it to Western Australia, seeing that when expansion talks come around, it's always Central Queensland, Western Australia, Papua New Guinea, and and Fiji. So to take it over to Western Australia, it shows some kind of um, foresight into going back there. Out of all the teams that came in through the Super uh, Super League war, Going to Western Australia seems the right fit. All the reports, um, stadium's beautiful. All reports, there's they sold eighty percent of the tickets already. Um, yeah, no, hundred um, percent. It's it's going to be a good spectacle. Um, I'm hoping we we go two in a row, so we can not keep saying one in a row. We can actually push to two in a row. Yeah, I think I think we must if we get a result. Um, game one up at Suncorp, I think they'll do us wonders. I think. Um, if we get beat there, it's, it'll be um, hard pickings. But you know, um, it's good that you know we're gonna we're, we're growing the game because you know you have two games in Queensland and then you have one game in New South Wales and the following year two games in New South Wales, one game in Queensland, and they got to a period of point there where Queensland never took their took their game away. It was always two games in Queensland and then one game in New South Wales and one game in New South Wales, one game in Melbourne, one game in Brisbane and. Brisbane, so it was getting unfair there where New South Wales always taking their second game away, promoting the game where Queensland weren't. Um, but it's good. I think the next five years, it's it's only one game each, and they're and they're promoting yeah. it. So it, it looks good in regards to that. Um, but that's the our origin talk for this week. Um, stay tuned for the re- uh, the preview of round eight, guys. Yeah, g'day guys. Preview round eight here. First one Thursday night. South versus Broncos. It's been um, been built up about it, about it being Bennett versus Seabold. So here we are. The Rabbitohs passed the tough test last week, 22-18 road win over the Penrith Panthers. The Panthers threw everything at them in the last 20 minutes and would have beaten most teams with their much improved performance. But the Bunnies were definitely resilient and appear to be buying into Wayne Bennett's tried and true philosophy that premierships are built on defence. Both coaches will be stinging for a victory over their former clubs, particularly Seabob after Brisbane's well-documented struggles so far this season. There are potentially compelling clashes all over the park, so let's focus on the battle of the coaches, Bennett versus Seabob. This time last year, Bennett was at the helm of the Broncos, while Seabob was in the process of guiding South to a semi-final berth, swapped places in the off-season, and will be ultra-keen to get the better of each other. Souths are unchanged. Broncos have brought in rookie Thomas Deidron, and um, Cody Nicarim is sitting out to ponder his future, possibly in the um, over in the Warriors franchise. They've actually named him, saying that he's injured. Trev, <laughs> yeah, no, definitely uh, South Sydney. Like you know, everything is leading towards them. Yeah, in the game, like obviously 
But I just think if uh, I see bold, I just tell the players, go out and do what we have to do. Just play tough, play hard. Forget what the media say about myself first, Wayne. Yeah. Because then day we're just here to play football. 100%. 100%. Rap that, you know, um, they've given this uh, rookie 18-year-old a go. I would have thought uh, Sullivan would have got the nod first, but... You know, we'll see how he goes. Apparently, he's, he's killing it um, for their feeder club up there too. So, I'm um, happy to see another young fella coming through the ranks and getting a debut. I've picked, I've picked Souths, um, only the fact, you know, the whole mind games and Bennett's been there, done that again. But if the Broncos turn up like they did last week, mate, strap yourselves in, I think. If this wasn't a Thursday night game, um, I think it would have been, you know, quite a few people if they put it on a Saturday. But anyways, up to you, Fife, what's your thoughts? Yeah, so obviously there's a lot of um, a lot of great clashes. Corey Allen's first in his old club. Um, you know, Deidre's making his debut. You know, Adam Reynolds has been around for a while now. He's kind of like a veteran halfback type thing. So it'd be nice to clash up, clash there. Um, Anthony Milford and and Cody Walker in in the five eights. That's going to be a great battle there. Lightning quick, both of them. And Anthony Milford will be buoyed from his um, performance last week. Uh, in the forwards, they've got Payne Hass. He's starting, so that's going to be good. George Burrows is his name to start, but I reckon Tavita Totola will get the nod there again like they did last week. They've done it most of the season too, Bennett. Yeah. Um, it, it's going to be really a, a good test because I've, I've long been under the thought. <coughs> My thought process was that um, Bennett knew... He was coming to South all along, so he half-cooked the Broncos in the preseason. And although Seabold made the initial move to be signed as coach from 2020, he was under the impression that he was staying at Rabbitohs this year, so he really put the burner over the Rabbitohs and put him in the tip-top shape. It's evident on the ladder that that could have been the case, um, whether or not... Broncos are still getting their head around the way Seeb's um, coaches. And obviously, you know, the Burgess boys are from England, so they, they've obviously had a bit of um, a bit of a Bennett culture type, type thing. Uh, I reckon South will win this. Um, I don't think it's going to be a blowout, just off the back of Broncos' strong performance last week. I reckon it's maybe a try in it. To be a close one, yeah, it's built up for a blockbuster. I uh, can't wait. But just before we go into the next game, just a simple yes or no answer. Does, does Roberts end up at South Sydney? No. No. Friday, 6pm, Cowboys vs Titans at 1300 Spile Stadium. The Cowboys started well in last week's road meeting with the Bulldogs and were in control of most of the first half before being outplayed over the final 50 minutes. Coach Paul... Green reacted by saying his team's slow, uh, slow standards in the NRL ladder would cost players their origin jersey. It's hard to disagree here. The Cowboys have a strong forward pack, but question marks remain over the entire backline. Barry Michael Morgan. The Titans were, were well on their way to a third straight win when they raced to a 14-year lead over the Tigers last week before falling asleep and being overran 30-18, to 18, failing to score a point after Michael Gordon's 19th minute penalty goal. As mentioned, the backs have to step up and take extra, take greater responsibility um, for the Cowboys' season um, to turn around. Morgan can can't do it all by himself. While the forwards also have to live up to the reputation of one of the toughest forwards 
packs going around. Cowboys, um, Tavari uh, Martins um, ruled out the concussion. Kahu goes back to fullback, and Opacek comes into the centres. Um, some mentions there that Tom Malolo has been named on the extended bench. Um, so we'll see how that one falls out um, over the next com coming days. Titans get Wall Jared Wallace back from suspension. And Fueka, it drops to the bench. <laughs> that name gets me every week. Uh, Philip Sammy comes onto the wing for injured Dale Copley. AJ Brimson um, returns to the bench. Um, Jai, Jai White Whitbread and Stockwell have both been dropped to Q Cup. Um, Trev, any thoughts on this, mate? Yeah, it's going to be a tight game, I believe. Both teams got everything to play for. Both teams needed two points. Uh, I believe this game could make or break one of their seasons. 100%. Yeah, no, so um, it's got me boot. Uh, Philip Sammy's got the, the jump. I, I, I um, watched Jesse Arthur's play last year for North Sydney Bears, and he, he's a gun, gun winger, fullback, so he plays all across that back line. So, um, yeah, I, I hope Jesse Arthur's gets a start soon. I've picked Cowboys. I just reckon the Cowboys have got a bit more hunger. It'd be in a home game. They haven't won. I don't think they've won a game at home so far this year. So you want to repay your faithful uh, in what's meant to be their final season at 1-300 smiles because they've got the new stadium that's going to be opened up next year. Um, the stadium that Jonathan Thurston got going after they won the grand final. So, you know, they want to turn up. Um, my key men in this match obviously taken into effect that we're going to say Tom Malolo isn't going to play, is John Asiata. He's week in, week out, almost one of their best players. The fact that he can come in and help the halves out with a bit of ball playing, which he has done. He, he runs hard. Um, he tackles hard as well. Uh, just ask his, uh, ask his teammate how hard he tackles. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'll pick, yeah, I'll pick Cowboys for this one. Uh, Cowboys probably buy six points. Yeah, I'll pick the Cowboys too. Um, the way that the Titans just went pear shaped in that in that um, game last week, and then you know, Cowboys back at home there. I think they'll turn up and get the chocolates there. On to Friday, Fifey. Yeah, so Friday, seven fifty-five. Uh, Sharks are Storm Points Bet Stadium, second game of the of the uh, Friday night there. So Storm didn't do uh, Storm did well, sorry, I should say, to get out of jail last week against the Warriors, but it doesn't change the fact that they didn't bounce back anywhere near as strongly as most expected after the previous week's extra time loss to the Roosters. Coach Craig Bellamy didn't try to pretend his team played well, but it probably falls under the category of good teams find a way to win even when they're off the game. The Storm rarely give us free underperforming performances on the trot, so we can probably expect them to show up with their A game against the 2016 Grand Final rivals in the Sharks. The Sharks are coming off last week's road loss to a desperate Broncos and will enjoy being back on home turf for such a big game. Injuries galore, Chad Townsend is going to have to shoulder a heavy load in terms of direction and leadership. He has a tough head-to-head head -head battle on his hand with Brody Croft, who will be on a high after kicking his team to the victory over the Warriors last week. For Sharks to win, they'll need to high, hold the ball uh, only after, after only competing at 65% in last week's loss. Sharks, so Sione Katoa has returned to the wing after missing the last two games. And last week's debutant, Renato Malitalo, drops back out. Kyle Flanagan comes in 5-8 to replace Sean Johnson. And Nick Cora returns from the suspension in the back row. 
Storm's unchanged. How do you see this one, Trev? Yeah, to be honest, like, Warriors have always been a Melbourne bogey team. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how well the Warriors are going, they always seem to have that wood over Melbourne. But Melbourne coming back this week against uh, the Sharks, I can't, like was said earlier, I can't see them uh, playing three games in a row bad. Yeah, Dale, what about you, Matt? Yeah, well, you know, Trev touched on it. Um, we all touched on it, you know. Um, you know, Craig Bellamy philosophy is, you know, work hard for each other doing your if you're doing your job. Um, that, that's the way he's always always build his sides. Um, you know, complete your sets, kick long. They've I don't think they've you know, they've gone to their strengths, um, you know, over the last couple of weeks. It's been under under Melbourne like performances that, that what we're all talking about. But yeah, you know, Sharks massive injury toll. Um, didn't turn up last week. You know, if they don't turn up this week and the Storm turn up, you know, it could be a touch up. But then again, you know, the Sharks get into that grind. Um, that you know, they know how to beat Melbourne. They beat them in the grand final two thousand sixteen, as we mentioned. I've picked the cow. I picked sorry, I picked the Storm. Um, it's either going to be a close one, and you know the. The storm, all the sharks just get over the line, or a storm is just going to bl- come out to a blowout. So, um, thirteen plus for you punters out there, be a, a nice little smoky for the storm, I reckon. And yeah, no, so I mentioned, you know, three bad games in a row. I hope so because remember, remember what I did. I picked them as their uh, as 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 the, my bold prediction of not making the eight. So if they're going to drop off, they're going to have to drop off soon and drop off massive. Um, Throw that out the window, man. That's cool. I feel I feel sorry for uh, Sikatoa. He's come back, and as he comes back, he's got a he's got a mark up against uh, Suliasi Vunavalu, so that's going to be a big one. Uh, battle of the uh, rookie fullbacks and William Kennedy and Jerome Hughes, see who makes the most meters there. Um, Kyle Flanagan, he gets his he comes back and plays a couple of games now. Um, I believe he will probably play more games if Johnson is out injured and um, Moreland could be coming back shortly. So. They say round ten for Moylan. I reckon. I reckon when Moylan comes back, I reckon they'll stick him in the five eight and keep William Kennedy if he's been solid out the back. Uh, yeah, Storm. I've, I've picked Storm. Um, you can't go past them really. Uh, the Sharks have just got too many injuries across the park to probably probably pay um, play a factor. But in saying that. John Morris, if he's a clever man, he he'd be looking at the Roosters Storm game and looking at the Warriors Storm game and and seeing what the, in those two games what worried the Storm, where they were weak. Um, it's, it happens every year as well. You get a team that's right up there, and then all of a sudden they get beat, and then they have a, another kind of poor week after, and almost get beat again. The coaches of the next two three weeks after that should be looking at those games. Picking out the weak sides, you know, like I, I strongly believe, although the head coach and the assistant coach look for that current week, I can almost guarantee you that they've got other staff off off there that are looking a week or two in the head to just get the early kind of stuff, the main things that could be could be um, good for them, and then obviously they they look at the previous game. So storm for me, mate. Um, on to Saturday. First game of Saturday, three p.m. Raiders versus Penrith at McDonald. McDonald Park in Wagga Wagga. 
the fresh country air of Wagga Wagga might be just the trick to turn around the Panthers' form and give them the win they've been craving for the past three weeks. And again, the city is only 160 k's from Canberra, so it's virtually a home game for the Raiders. Um, so the Raiders lose um, Rapana and uh, Bailey Simerson comes in onto the wing. Why uh, Hudson Young and Raw, Rory, nah, Corey, Corey, Corey Hallsberg, um have supplemented um, their bench spots for um, Jack Murchie and Lula. And Penrith, uh, surprisingly, unchanged. Trev? Yeah, no, I thought Penrith were very unlucky not to get the two points last week over South Sydney. They've gone down to Wagga. I'd probably, I believe they'll be hungry to get the two points. Uh, Canberra, you know, that. Well, to be honest, they sh probably should have beaten Manly last week. Uh, with what happened over at Manly, but Manly being the tough team under Des, that they are obviously got two points, but should be a good game this one. Yeah, so I've um, I've tipped the Raiders, but then again I tipped Ramones last week and I changed right at the death the Panthers, which stuffed me up. I might do the same again. Just yeah, hundred and sixty kilometers, so they're going to get that big ass Viking horn on the back of the uh, back of the of an eight ton truck, and they're going <laughs> to. Tow it down to Wagga and make Wagga the uh, Viking central for uh, central for this week. It's good to see games going out to the um, out to the out to the country area and, and Wagga Wagga is mighty mighty rugby league proud down there. Um, so it'll be good. I hope all the, uh, the Wagga Wagga people get out there and enjoy. We saw at Tamworth last week that there was almost ten thousand people there for that Tigers Titans match. So it's good, you know. And the country rugby league they crave it. Eh? They just Eat it up, and they wanted something bad. Um, I believe Bailey Simerson will have a, a stellar of a match too. A, he apparently had a real good blinder last week against the uh, Blacktown Workers Seagulls um, gang there for for Mounties when um, they were touched uh, when the Seagulls were touched up there by the Mounties side. Um, it was good to see that Dallin didn't get all high and mighty over anything that happened with his brother last week. That was something that kind of that turn that game against Cronulla and we would have won that if that didn't happen just a bit of um positions swing there brain snap I mean, a massive brain snap but um it's 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 strange that Cleary hasn't changed the side um sticking strong I've I've picked I've picked Penrith um this week I think um that might be the upset of the round um you know, you know Raiders are you know in way much better form and like Trevor mentioned, you know, Penrith were a little gutsy last week. You know, they threw everything they um, they had at South Sydney. The South Sydney just wouldn't budge. Um, with a, like I said uh, previously on the podcast, with that bounce of the ball going, you know, Penrith's way just at once, surely it might um, spark them moving forward. You know, Origin, everyone's talking about Origin, so I think um, these the house of Penrith will step up in this. But... Um, Trevor says it's going to be a cracking game. It's probably the game of the round other than, you know, the Thursday night one where everyone's talking about, you know, Seabold versus Bennett. But, you know, both forward packs are huge. Both halves are going, you know, great guns sort of thing. So, um, I've picked Penner for the tight one. Sweet. All right, on to Saturday. Oh, I've picked Raiders, but I don't think they're going to... I think I might switch late. I'll, I'll, I'll wait and see how, how, how my week pans out. And in other matches before I, I, I think about changing. 
So Saturday, 5.30, Manly Dogs, at, uh, Manly Bulldogs, sorry, at Lotto Lamb. Bulldogs will need to extract every ounce of confidence from last week's win. Just their second in seven rounds. Because Lotto Lamb, or Brookvale, as we, as we like to call it, is not an easy place to play. If you ask the top four teams, South Sydney and Canberra, they both previously have lost to Manly this year. They're, Manly have scored more than half their tries in 2019 from within the 20 metre zone, while the Bulldogs have made the most tackles in defence of any NRL side. That probably means that they are up for a whole lot more on Saturday at Lotto Land. The Dogs will need to handle the Bash brothers, Marty Tapao and Fanua Blake from Making Meters. Manly, so with Manly's side, the changes are David Cherry Evans is replaced by Kane Elgie, who will partner Lachlan Croker in the house, who had a cracker game last week. Abbas Miski has been named to make his debut on the win, replacing George Defour, which Trev's going to have a quick mention about him shortly. Fanua Blake returns from suspension in the front row and simply reverts to the bench. Dogs are unchanged, but Foran and Napa are among the extended reserves, and my my own opinion there on that is don't risk it on the Brookvale surface. I wouldn't leave syndesmosis on both forms. I'd leave them both out for another week, give them another seven days to recuperate. Just want to touch on um, Bulldogs re-signing Jaden Ockhamore after his stellar, stellar debut a um, couple of games. So, uh, Trev, mate, you're, you're kind of heavily involved here, so off you go, mate. Have a, go, have a, have a chat about Abbas and, and the rest of it. Yeah, no, definitely. So, I've been fortunate enough to see Abbas over the pre-season. Yep. Uh, he trained really hard at Blacktown. He was a Blacktown contracted player, so initially wasn't in Manly's top 30. Yeah. So to actually see him make his, come from Ron Massey Cup last year at Wentworthfield in a premiership winning team, come over to Blacktown, put in the hard yards, done wonders in the pre-season, like I said, got given a 12-week full-time training contract with Manly. He's put the effort in. He's played some great rugby league. He's even been named in the team of the week once in the Canterbury Cup. Nice. He's the team of the week. Uh, a few weeks ago, so and obviously Manly are without players. Now he's got his chance on the big show, and I believe probably uh, deserves it. I believe Abbas Abbas is the uh, is the uh, the well known lookalike to Mansour from the World Cup last year. Yeah, that's right. So Abbas uh, represented Lebanon at the World Cup. That's his uh, background in Lebanese. And obviously, everyone will remember Abbas as the Josh Mansell lookalike. Nice. <laughs> nice, nice. Another, 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 another source in, in the game. I wonder if he's got the uh, the beard manscaped just like Mansell too, still. Oh, mate, he's still got the beard. Still got the beard, that's good. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, obviously, um, you know, Blacktown Worker Seagulls are out there. They're wrapped for the wrapped for the young kid. You know, the, the finals are here. Um, we're wrapped for him too. Anyone that, you know, young fella that's you know, Trevor touched on that, does the hard yards and, you know, makes the annual debut, we'll give them a shout out. Um, I've got dogs in this. I don't see Manly getting over, um, you know, no DCE, no Tommy T. Um, like I said, the Bash brothers and, and Jake Tvojevic are going to have to step up. But, you know, huge pressure on LG and, and Lachlan Croker to back up a performance from last week. Yeah, no, I've tipped Bulldogs in this as well, just... I think like you know they they the last time they won their their first game of the season when they done the wholesale changes the next week was against Melbourne and the fact that they came within a whisker of sending that to extra time again this week they're versing Manly not to take anything away from Manly but they aren't a Melbourne Storm side 
take away take away two potential potent players, it makes for an easier easier um, opponent than what the Melbourne Storm was the last time Bulldogs got a victory. Uh, I'm liking uh, Cogger and Lewis together. I, as I as I touched in the in the opening day when we were in the preview when we were talking about um, Foran and, and Napa, I wouldn't play them. Like we, we all know, you know what the you know it's been touched on about the rookie surface. I wouldn't. I just give him another week, let him relax, um, do a bit more rehab, and bring him back next week when they're probably on a better a better track. Yeah, um, just just a, you know, it's still a long season, and you know what Kieran Foran's like with injuries. That's it. Or maybe they want him to go back back home and put on a performance against Manly and play against Desi. Yeah, it's a catch-22. Scripts are written in there, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Do you do that or don't you? That's it. Our final game was Saturday. We got um, At 7.30pm, we got the Roosters versus Tigers at the SCG. The Tigers have also proved to be a tough foes for the Roosters recently. They beat Trent Robertson's men twice in 2018. Ryan Madison won a premiership with the Roosters seven months ago and has lost nothing of his punch, being named Anzac medal winner in the 16-point win of the Titans last week in Tamworth. He will be tussling his old um, captain, Boyd Cordner, on the, the Roosters' edge. Um, Roosters, um, welcome back, Kiri. Um, Lamb dropped out. Also, friends ruled out for a few months now with that torn bicep, so Radley will play nine, and then Louis comes into lock. Tigers, they welcome back Benji. Um, it's a blessing now that Reynolds is out. Good news for Reynolds. Um, they were thinking it was three or four months. Now they're thinking it's only about a month. Um, Luke Gardner returns from that uh, concussion the other week. Mamorowski is dropped. Um, and Packers wasn't named last week. He was dropped and he's not named again. Um, anything you could take from this, Trev? Yeah, you know, I just think uh, the Roosters will be too strong. You know, like defending premiers and they're playing like the defending premiers. So I just think uh, they'll be too strong. Too strong. What about you? For you, Twifey, too strong? Yeah, I've got Roosters. Uh, I like the fact that Tigers bounced back from their freshing and, and won um, and, you know, brought all 30 unanswered points. Um, I don't, I, yeah, their, their back line starting to gel now. Obviously, you know, Jennings came came to the team late to the piece. So it's taken a bit for, for that edge to, the, the edge of Jennings and, and Thompson to work. But, you know, what, they they're gonna work um, throughout the year. Maybe maybe if they can get a run late in the season, they might make the eight. But against the Roosters, I, the Roosters I haven't even got out of fourth gear yet. That's it. I picked the Roosters too. Um, first game on Sunday, Fifey. Yeah, so Sunday at two p.m. or it's a Channel Nine. Oh, not Channel Nine. It's a four p.m. game over in in um, New Zealand. It's the Warriors versus Knights in Mount Smart Stadium. Just about every football footy follower, I reckon the Warriors would be hammered by Melbourne last week, especially Dale. <laughs> and then even more so when uh, they lost their superstar RTS. But they were on the Storm's home turf, leading 12-10 with five minutes to go before having their hearts broken by a Cameron Munster penalty goal and a Brodie Croft field goal. The moral of the story is that the Warriors showed showed uh, like they did against the South. They can go toe to toe with any team of competition when they're in the right mood. The problem is, is they're never in the right mood. The Knights saved their season with a morale-boosting win over the Eels, but it will count for little if they don't back up with another strong performance on Sunday in Auckland. For the Warriors, RTS returns 
from a hamstring injury at fullback, allowing Peter Hiku to move, Peter Hiku to move back into the centres. Winger David Fusatua also returns, so Beal goes to the bench. Blake Green is back at halfback, allowing Tohu Harris to return to his favourite second row position. And Adam Blair goes to the bench, and Jazz Tavaga is out injured. Knights are unchanged. Trev, any key matchups here that you're looking forward to? Mate, I'm really interesting to see how Chanel Harris Tavita and Connor Watson go up against each other. They're two young fellas. They both play really good. Like I've actually got to see Chanel play first hand when he came across with the Canterbury Cup team with the Warriors to play against Blacktown a few rounds ago. And mate, he's pretty good. He's got like, a lot of hair on his head, hasn't he? Yeah, he does. To be honest, mate, for someone for as young as he is to show the maturity that he has like, I can't wait to see him go up against Connor Watson. Yeah, it's a good matchup. I've got a I've, my key matchup is, um, you know, the old Kiwi hooker in veteran in Isaac Luke up against Levi. Yeah. Um, there's speculation around is he the next Isaac Luke? Um, are the Knights gonna, you know, re-sign him after 2020? Um, he's openly said he's happy to go in the open market if Knights don't offer him a contract, uh, just like the whole Gutho thing. Hopefully it doesn't get to that. Um, but just let his footy do in the talking at the moment, I feel that the contract will come um, towards um, the end of this season to get an extension there. Um, I'm a Knights fan. Um, I watched watched the game last week. We got out to a 14-0 lead. Uh, no, 20-0 lead, and I thought, yeah, here we go. And then... You know, kick on, and then we went back into our shell again, um, and then let the eels back into it with eel discipline. Um, yeah, RTS versus Ponga is another awesome matchup. That's going to be um, lightning. So we'll see how that goes. But I'm a Knights man. Um, I've picked the Knights. Yeah, I've picked the Knights too. As as we said in the preview, Warriors, if they're in the right mood, will um, prove crazy to anyone. Um, but they're hot and cold, so I'm tipping this week to be a cold week. And I've tipped the Knights to go over there off the back of their victory. I don't, I don't think if they are, if they can't win this one, then um, Nathan Brown seriously is in some trouble. Awesome. Final game of the round, Sunday 4pm, Eels vs Dragons at returning to Bank West Stadium. Um, both teams are coming off losses, and it'll be interesting to see who wants it more come Sunday. Parramatta were probably never going to play as well as last week as they did in previous weeks. Shellacking of the Tigers, but they didn't match the Knights' hunger and energy in the first half and let themselves down too much. That left them too much ground to make up, despite giving a decent crack at the comeback. Can't go past the clash of rival halfback Mitchell Moses and Ben Hunt. Moses wasn't happy to be outplayed by Mitchell Pearce last week and will be looking to make amends. Hunt is a forgotten man in the Queensland origin selection frame, but he could be thrown a lifeline with DC battling an ankle injury. Hunt could rocket into calculations if he has a big game come Sunday. No changes for the Eels. Um, few changes for the Dragons. Ravaloa uh, goes to the wing. Lomax goes into the centres and they'll drop Aiken uh, onto the bench. Trev? Yeah. There's two matchups I can't wait to see in this game. Uh, the first one will be uh, Michael Jennings up against uh, young Zach Lomax. Like Zach Lomax, still growing. He's only like 20 years old. Yeah, yeah he's a right centre, isn't he? But, that's right. Apprentice first veteran. Yeah, so like it'll be good to see how Zach goes because like he's a pretty great player and he's uh, beyond his years, the way he plays the game. 
and going up against uh, Jenko, who's done everything in the game, Premiership winner, representative Australia, State of Origin player, can't ask for anything more. And the next one will be uh, Sean Lane against uh, Tyson Frizzell. Look, Sean Lane's been playing good football out on the edge. And so seeing those two go up against each other will be a good matchup and be good uh, to where Frizzell was at uh, for origin selection, even though he has been playing some more at football. Yeah, with his, um, with his golden nut there. I love it. I love saying that, eh? Still, still balls, Frizzell. Uh, yeah, so I've picked Eels just on the back of the Banquet Stadium. They probably want to make that a fortress to not be beaten there. Uh, other than that, it's, yeah, Eels at home. Yeah, Eels at home. Um, back to Bank West. Um, Gutho to play out of his skin and get a new contract. Uh, all right, that's um, the preview of round eight, guys. Um, stay tuned for the New South Wales Rugby League Around the Ground segment. All right, guys, so here we are, New South Wales Around the Ground Rugby League segment. Here are some of the results from round three. So as usual, we get our Greenacre Tigers sent us through the whole lot, which is great to see. So um, we'll quickly rush through it. Under Nines Div 1, Greenacre Tigers won against the uh, St. Christopher's Saints there, 26-6. Not Under Nines Div 2, Greenacre Tigers defeated St. George Dragons White, 26-16. Under Tens Div 1, uh, Greenacre Tigers beat Barala Bears, 40-10. Under Tens Div 2, they defeated St. Christopher's 20-12. Under 11's Div 1 beat uh, Bankstown Sports White 36-0. Under, under 11's Div 2 lost to St. Christopher's 16-28. Under 12's Div 1 got a win against St. George Dragons 12-4. Under, under 12's Div 2 they also got the victory against Chester Hill Hornets 14-6. Under-13s Div 1 gave uh, ESA a flogging 50 points to 8. Yeah, just like, you know, uh, ESA, Eaglevale yeah. St. Andrews. Ah, uh, Eaglevale St. Andrews is easy to Some of these names come through, it's a bit weird. <laughs> we don't get a chance to, to do um, a lot of uh, reporting there. So, under-14s Div 1 uh, mercyed uh, the same same side as before, Eaglevale St. Andrews, 52-0. 14's Div 2 defeated All Saints Liverpool 24-20. There was no results for the under-15's gold or the under-16's silver or the open silvers, but we do have results here for the open gold. Uh, Greenacre Tigers went down to Cromer Kingfishers 22-14. The women's under-14's Milpera Colts lost, uh, they lost to Milpera Colts, sorry, 26-30, and the uh, the women's under-16's had a bye. Under 14s, Div 1, Doonside beat Glenmore Park 28-12. Under 10, 1, St. Mary's defeated Glenmore Park in a grand final rematch 38-10. The under 6, 6s, St. Mary's, they defeated uh, uh, Dale's little nephew's team there, Glenmore Park 40-20. Special mention to Jack, who scored all the Brumbries points with five tries in the man of the match performance for the young superstar. And the Physical Disability Rugby League, Manly beat South, Newtown beat Tigers, and the Roosters had the bye. Lucky Riley had a bye. Lucky him. Uh, under 8, Div 1, Glenmore Park defeated St. Mary's 10-8. Uh, St. Mary's dropped the ball six times over the line, so 
what could have been for the uh, St Mary's who finally got their first defeat. We've been told after two or three years of having that side together, they've got their first de uh, defeat there. So kudos to Glenmore Park and the coach there. Paulie Franze. Paulie Franze. He's okay. going to love that. He probably would have gone and celebrated hard uh, to get the first victory over St Mary's there. Well done, Paulie. Um, Fifey, how'd your two teams go? Again, up and down. So... um. Our um my my sixes, we lost nine tries to five against Wentworth Field. Um, if you ask all the parents to holler, the match was actually me doing a back uh, a, a back tumble roll on the fields. Um, so this kid he made a break, and I love to I love to teach the players how to full fullback. So whichever way his little kid was going, I think his name was Mahe. Whichever way he'd go. I'd go, and so we done that for about three or four times, and on the fourth time, I just lost my balance, and I went right over, landed on my butt, blew the, blew the try, the, kid, the kids looking at me like, what the hell are you doing on the ground there? Um, you got Tony Del Harris syndrome from last week. Yeah, yeah, I must have had, luckily no luckily no knee came across and clipped me across the uh, head there, so <laughs> <laughs> that was all right. Um, my daughter, she scored she scored two tries, so um, she's happy about that. We, we, we've um, cut out her, her tantrums when she, she, earlier on she used to get tantrums when she... Um, Get tackled when she gets tackled and she didn't score a try she always wants to score a try so we put a little thing in place so i like to call her my little paid player she gets 50 cents a run where she gets up and she doesn't cry that she didn't score a try um and she's playing dummy half as well and um she you know we, they got close to the line so she uh she kind of um was like that is the last this is the last this is the last and like it's the last now so she picks the ball up and she darts the other way and scores a try in the corner so it's good to see that she's getting the vision to, to to dart out as for our 12s we suited up we warmed up we done a million silence for our captain isaiah bob he lost his um lost his grandmother um so we done the minute silence only to find out that maryland's only had eight players the minimum is 11. Uh, we gave them the 15 minutes grace that's in the in the bylaws. Uh, they didn't turn up, so we won by forfeit. Shallow victory, but um, two points is two points. You'll take that, mate. We'll take that. We'll move on to Canterbury Cup results, Ron Massey results, and all that as well. So Canterbury Cup, New South Wales. Uh, Canterbury Cup, New South Wales, round seven results. See the Panthers defeat Rabbitohs 2018. Uh, the North Sydney Bears after being in the match in the first half and leading it at half time, got Wallet 24 to, to 50 against Dragons. Bulldogs won against the Warriors there, 22 to 16. Blacktown Workers Seagulls, um, as we pointed out there in the preview, they got beat by Mounties 44 to 22. Western Suburbs Magpies, um, 32 to, to 22. Um, uh, in the return to Lincoln match, uh, I was watching this match. Um, Magpies raced out to 16 points and then uh, uh, Newtown came back and then they got the cookies in the end. And the Knights got up in, in a in a try-for-try try kind of situation against the Wentworth Field Magpies 24-20. The ladder for Canterbury Cup New South Wales after round seven sees Mounties on top, Rabbitohs in second, Panthers in third, Dragons a fourth, Bears a fifth. Then you've got the Western Southern Magpies and Wentworth Field Magpies. And the Knights ran out the eight. There are 12 teams in this in this comp, and it's a long season, and your last year's grand finalist and premiers are both outside the eight at the moment in Bulldogs and Newtown. Um, and Blacktown Workers, Seagulls are sitting in 11th. So it's a long season to go. A lot of games to be played there. 
So if you're avidly following, I wouldn't be too worried about your team's performance so far. On to Ron Massey. St. Mary's defeated Hillsbull 48-4. Western Suburbs Magpies defeated the Glebe Burwood Wolves 34-10. Blacktown Workers Seagulls uh, 12 lost to Guildford House 38. And uh, Asquith Magpies lost in the uh, Battle of the Magpies there against Wentworthfield 24-16. Uh, Cabra and Mounties will uh, have been rescheduled to play on the 8th of um, June 2019 on the New South Wales app. So obviously wherever they were playing that they couldn't play it due to due ground or whatever. But that's been rescheduled to be played over the long weekend. Ron Massey ladder is uh, Saints on top, Wentworthville Magpies in second, Mounties third, Asquith Magpies are fourth, Wentworthstown Suburbs Magpies are fifth, Guilford Owls, Cabra, and Glebe Burwood Wolves around the eight out there. Under the Sydney Shield, St Mary's defeated Hills Bulls 44 to 16, uh, Wentworthville Magpies defeated Asquith Magpies 34-26, Brothers defeated Belrose Eagles 32-26. East Campbelltown Eagles defeated Sydney Uni. I think it was 32-10 that match. I didn't write the score down, but I'm pretty sure if the memory is 32-10. And the Moorbank Rams, they defeated Guilford Alice 42-34. Uh, right Eastwood Hawks had the bye, and Cameron Matter had the bye as well. I don't know why they run a bye there when there's an even number amount of teams to play. East Campbelltown Eagles lead the ladder there. Captain Matter is second. Guilford Owls are third. Saints are fourth. Wentworthville Magpies are fifth. Right Eastwood Hawks are sixth. Asquith Magpies are seventh. And Hills Bulls round the eighth there. And just to stop you there, yep. sorry to cut in. Moorbank Rams, it's two wins in a row for them. And they didn't really start the season too well. Yeah. But getting the players coming back from Canterbury, Jersey Fleet, yep. that aren't playing, it's been a big difference for them. Yeah, so yeah, they're obviously a Canterbury... Canterbury um, Juniors affiliated side, so yeah, it's good good that they're, they're starting to get their players that will obviously be there for the, the rest of the season type thing. Yeah, that's right. And they also got Sydney Shield, even though he's young, uh, veteran in Jake Horton in 2016 was the highest point scorer record, so and he makes a big difference for him as well. Yeah, for sure. So moving on to the Harvey, Harvey Norman Women's Premiership, <coughs> St. Mary's, I mean, Bulldogs lost at home to St. Mary's Saints, uh, 10 points to 28. It's good to see St. Mary's being in the first year actually winning a couple of games rather than um, just losing all their games being a new new um, new team there. CRL Newcastle got the got the um, biscuits against Wentworthfield Magpies, uh, 34-6. Cabramatta lost the Mounties, uh, 6 points to 24. Rabbitohs lost to the Bears, 6 points to 16. And the West Tigers lost to Sharks, uh, 8 points to 16. And the latter... Uh, after they've had a couple of rounds of buys, um, is Mounties on top, Bears are second, Sharks are third, Cabin Matter are fourth, CRL Newcastle are sitting there in fifth, Saints are sixth, Rabbitohs are seventh, and West uh, Wentworthfield Magpies are eighth there. On the Jersey flag, the Bears got towed up by the Dragons, four points to 42, Bulldogs drew with uh, Roosters 16 all. Panthers gave Rabbitohs a touch-up, 42-0. Uh, Warriors gave Victoria and Thunderbolts a touch-up, 30-0. Knights lost to the Eels, 16-24. Manny got a massive touch-up from the Raiders, 4 points to 56. 
and the Tigers lost to the Sharks 16 to 40. So the latter there after I think it's six rounds. So I think they started the week after. Oh, still the same amount of rounds. They just gave it a. Bye. Oh, they gave it the bye. So, so yeah. we've only we've only documented six games. So that's all right. Panthers are on top. Sharks are second. Dragons are third. Roosters are fourth. Rabbits are fifth. Raiders are sixth. Bulldogs and the Warriors round that eight out. Now quickly on to the, the uh, junior reps. It is their grand final weekend and they get to play at Bankwest this uh, Saturday. So the SG ball uh, results saw Illawarra defeat Parramatta 26-22 and Manly defeat Central Coast Roosters 24-12. These two teams finished the regular season one and two. So um, that's Illawarra and Manly are versing at 3pm at Bankwest. So all the Manly fans, you want to you want to come over the uh, Spit Bridge and support your your, your juniors. Um, Illawarra will be, I'm no doubt, bringing up um, two or three busloads considering the Tasha Gale Cup team is also in the grand final. So moving on to the Tasha Gale Cup. Again, it was a one and two that from regular season eventuated with the Knights and the Illawarra getting the, 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 the um, cookies over their semi-final opponents. So Steelers beat Tigers to advance 34-24 and... Knights defeated Dragons 36-28 to advance. So that game kicks off the um, Grand Finals there at 11am. On to Harold Matthews. Uh, this one here is the only one that isn't 1v2. Uh, it's 1v4. So um, Knights defeated Panthers 20 points to 6. So Dale gets the, the, the beef over me for that one. And the Rabbitohs, they lost six to uh, lost by six points to the Bulldogs. So Rabbitohs were second. That was um, a big upset. That was a massive upset. So uh, I'm going to tip the Knights probably to win that one because the Dogs probably partied too hard last week after toppling the early favourites in the Rabbitohs. And that's at 1pm at Bankwest. So they're the three there. Um, just a quick kind of heads up, guys. Uh, there is some big information and big news that's going to come for us in regards to our Junior League. Um, we have lined up with um with with some with with someone which we will announce in the in the coming weeks once we uh cross the uh cross the t's and dot the i's but we are we are looking to bring him back the uh, old rugby league um junior uh star player of the week type thing that the nrl footy show used to do until they became defunct so we've got an email address if you want to start sending videos in of, of your superstar kids um to be in that competition by all means send them in uh, and we'll be happy to, to start looking them over and, and putting them up once we announce our competition. Awesome. For more information, you can listen to our podcast on the Anchor app, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts or you can hit us up on Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash the final whistle RL or email us on the final whistle RL at hotmail.com. We have some breaking news out of the final whistle. We are now live on Instagram you can follow us on the final whistle underscore RL. Um, just before we finish up, I'll get um, Fifey to go through all the content. Yeah, so we, we gather our content from the following and we suggest you guys do the same. We get all our, our content from the nrl.com uh, website, crlnsw.com. And on Facebook, we use NRL News and Serious About Rugby League, which is Tread's very own site, and it covers a lot, a lot of content, not just from Australia, but around the world as well. And there's a lot of stuff that we, we read up there and and then report straight to our Facebook page. Uh, we'd like to thank Tread for coming in again. Um, we might get you back on, on, on regular intervals throughout the year, mate, because it's 
a great pleasure having you on board, mate. Yeah, no, thank you guys. Uh, sorry I didn't get to cook for you this time, like I promised last time. <laughs> but uh, right. I'm sure I'll get to it down the track. Yeah, that's really no, nice. we appreciate all your time and efforts um, coming to, out here. But just a uh, quick mention to all those, you know, those reps uh, teams out there playing the grand finals at Bank West um, on the weekend. Uh, good luck to all involved. You know, rip in. You know, it's the last game of the season for you guys, so leave it all out there on the line and 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 do yourselves proud, but also um, do your club proud. Um, thank you all for listening um, and tune in again next week. And that's the final whistle. And that's the final whistle.